0: Welcome back to the whole nine yards podcast. Drew Pien with Brandon Kakorian here. Uh, Not in the podcast studio um, because of COVID uh, been moved to online. So I guess the first thing we'll get into is the trade deadline. Um, A lot of talk for nothing, really. Nothing happened. No trades. No Matt Ryan. No Julio. No teams really selling. Stefan Gilmore didn't get moved. The rumors were that uh, Belichick was asking for a lot for Stefan Gilmore. Uh, I guess nobody wanted to give up what bill wanted
1: yeah it seemed like you wanted a first round pick and a player which probably be a young player uh someone probably pretty good so no one wanted to do that for gilmore and you know we were hoping for some big trades and not even any trades happened there was only one trade uh wide receiver went to the patriots but i mean literally nothing happened we're not even exaggerating about that And uh, I'm pretty surprised. I thought at least something would happen. Maybe some minor trades for, you know, a team thinking they could win the championship. They'd probably upgrade, you know, a couple key spots. I mean, that didn't happen. So even like teams selling off guys, that didn't happen either. So I was pretty surprised about the trade deadline.
0: I was hoping, you know, I was hoping for at least something, even if it's like a washed up veteran moving. But yeah, we literally got like one basically practice squad, fifth receiver traded to the Patriots. And that's, that's about it. Um,
1: So we're gonna get into our first games of week nine of the NFL season, and we're gonna start off with the Ravens uh, visiting the Colts. Uh, I'm more so looking for the Colts in this game. Uh, Both teams are five and two, but the Colts, uh, the Titans have lost two straight games and they're now tied with the Colts uh, at five and two at top of the division. So this is a, I would honestly say, almost a must win game for the Colts because if they can beat the Ravens, uh, I would say a pretty Good team the NFL. I would say probably top 10, even with their offensive struggles. And if the Colts can beat them, uh, it's, you know, if they could battle Tennessee down the stretch and win that division, that's huge for the Colts. I don't think many people saw them winning the division this year. And I think that they really need to play well this week. The Ravens have, they came off that loss against the Steelers at home. That was an ugly game for the Ravens. So I wouldn't expect them to have a repeat of that performance, but the Colts can play almost perfect football. I think they win this game, and it'd be a huge momentum boost uh, for the rest of the season for them. And hopefully, it would be a division title for the Colts.
0: It's called a must-win. Is probably a bit of a stretch. I really don't. I think this is a must- compete for the Colts. Uh, they need to look competitive in this game. They need to prove that they're at least, you know, somewhat a real five and two team. I have big doubts about the Colts. I personally don't like the roster that much. They, you know, they've got an off uh, they've got an awesome offensive line. Rivers isn't the worst quarterback in the league. Their defense is great. They have Darius Leonard. But I don't think they have any elite part of their roster maybe other than the offensive line. And if they can go and they can compete, they don't even have to win against the Ravens, then I'll be sold on the Colts as a playoff team. Personally, I didn't think that they were going to make the playoffs going into the year. And I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs still. Um, I don't think – I think there's a better chance that a team makes it instead of them. I don't know what team it would be. Maybe the Raiders, maybe – I don't know what team, but – The only reason I say it's a most win is because they play the Ravens this week and then they
1: go to Tennessee – and they host the Packers and then they play Tennessee again. So that a four game stretch, especially playing Tennessee twice, I'd say you at least have to split with Tennessee and you have to win one of the Ravens or Packers game. So you have to go at least two and two, but if they could go three and one, I mean, that'd be huge. Even if they split the Tennessee and still go three and one, that's huge.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, but I mean, they can probably make the playoffs at nine and seven to go nine and seven. They only have to go four and five. Yeah, but I
1: think they'd rather – I mean, obviously, they'd rather win the division. But I, I think for them, winning the division would be huge because I think if they're a wild-card team, they get bounced first round. At least if they win the division, they have a chance. Now I don't know who they play. Uh, in I don't know that's game.
0: true. I don't know that's true. What if they play I – mean, play, play, but What if they play the AFC East winner?
1: I think if they were to play the Bills, I think that'd be – if you're saying as the wild – yeah, as a wild card, I think that would be pretty tough to go to Buffalo and beat the Bills. The Bills are so – What if they better. play the
0: AFC South winner? It's a winnable game. I don't think they have to win the division.
1: It could it could be. It, I guess it does depend on who they play and what wild card spot that you end up with. But I would say if they were a wild card team, the only team they could beat would probably be the Titans if the Titans were to win the division. I don't think they beat the Bills, and I don't think they beat the Chiefs. So – Or I don't think maybe the Steelers or the Ravens, you know, either team wins that division. So I don't, they would, the only team I think they'd beat their wildcard team would be the Titans.
0: Well, don't want that argument. I guess, I mean, it doesn't matter if they win the division or not. But yeah, no, I don't know. I I just want to be sold on this Colts team. Uh, This game's their first prove a game of the year. So I'm looking forward to see if they actually have it. Uh, Switching over to the Ravens side. I think they've played underwhelming uh, so far this year. I think a lot of people had high expectations. And, you know, they're still 5-2, and two, so there's nothing, you know, to get super worried about. But they have not looked like a top-two team in the NFL. Uh, they have not looked better than the Chiefs, even though many thought that they would. The Ravens' offense has not looked nearly as good as last year's Ravens' offense. Lamar Jackson has taken a step back, in my opinion. His stats are nowhere near bad. 94 uh, quarterback rating this year. But he's definitely not playing like an MVP candidate. His interceptions have looked horrible. He's looked inept against certain teams. Uh, he didn't look great against the Steelers. He looks pretty bad against the Steelers. The running game, is it's still there. Uh, I, I would say it's not as good as last year. Uh, you just lost Ronnie Stanley for the year, which is a huge blow. And I just don't know that Lamar is, you know, like we talked about in last episode, I don't think he's an A guy. I think he's like a B guy or whatever category you want to put it in, but he's not on that Lamar. Sorry. He's not on that Patrick Mahomes. I'd even potentially put Aaron Rodgers maybe still in there. He's not one of those guys that can come back from, you know, a 10 point 15, 20 point deficit at any time with just his arm. Lamar Jackson does need to have a lead to win a game, especially in the playoffs and Lamar Jackson playoff performances have not amazed me. Um, I know the first year he made the playoffs, he was, you know, I mean, I don't know if you would expect him to play well and win that game, but against the Titans last year, that was that was some of the worst. It was the biggest upset in the playoffs in a good amount of time. And yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't good.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I don't think he's not a guy. If he goes down by double digits, It's going to be tough for them to come back with his arm. I mean, they'd have to like break a run or something like that or get like some amazing defensive stops. But I mean, their defense is definitely top five in the league. That's what's really driving their team this year. Last year, the defense was still good, but it was really their offense last year that was driving them to that 14 and two record this year. It's been their defense so far and I think they're obviously gonna make the playoffs, but it looks like they're gonna be a wild card team unless they write off a couple of wins to play the Steelers, I think in three weeks, I think it is. So that could be a big game depending on what happens in between them. But if you know they're gonna be a wild card team and have to go on the road against, I don't know who they'd face again, but they'd probably be at least 10 and six, 11 and five, I'd say they end up as. So they'd be playing one of the uh, worst division winners. So maybe they play the Titans, maybe they play the Colts. That's a possibility maybe um where I think they would most likely win that game but they're gonna need a lead because when they have the lead that's when their offense really kicks into gear because they could just run the ball the entire time and I think Ronnie Stanley that's a huge loss he's one of the best offensive tackles in the game and he just signed that huge contract extension and then got injured so I think that's something that could be uh more detrimental to them down the down the line if it comes into effect. I don't know who's re- I don't know who's exactly replacing him uh, at left tackle or,
0: yeah, Ronnie Stanley's a huge loss. Uh, and I think just looking at the Ravens' offense, the best type of offenses, in my opinion, are offenses that the pass leads to the run. So if we look at Mahomes' offense, you know Mahomes' passing ability leads to edwards Hilaire's running. Right, without the threat of Mahomes passing the running game is not nearly as lethal. And that was the same thing with a lot of Peyton Manning's offenses, Tom Brady's offenses. It's the passing game first that defenses have to worry about, which opens space in the running game. Reverse that, which is Lamar Jackson, or it's the running opens the passing game, I don't think is nearly as effective. Uh, teams can commit to the run a lot easier than they can commit to the pass. And when Lamar needs to pass when he's down by whatever, he's not been able to do it so far in his career. Granted, there's not been a lot of times where he's down and needs to pass, but in the playoffs, that's going to happen against elite teams with elite quarterbacks. That's most, most definitely going to happen as well.
1: Yeah. In the playoffs, you got to make throws when you know, the game comes down to the wire, which almost every playoff game does. So yeah, if he's able to make those throws and they definitely have a shot, but if he's if he still hasn't matured enough to where you could throw the ball, you know, accuracy with down the field or to make those passes that the top quarterbacks can make, like Mahomes and Rodgers, then I really just don't see how they can advance in the playoffs past, you know, possibly the, you know, second round.
0: Yeah, maybe not.
1: All right, going on to our next game. Uh, so we have Seahawks uh, at Bills, and I think this is a huge game for Josh Allen. Uh, this is, I think it's a prove it game for him. He's looked great earlier in the year, but he's had his struggles these last couple of games. And I think this is a team, a defense that he can easily exploit. Um, but he's going to have to score, you know, 30 points for them to win the
0: game because the Seahawks can just move and, move up and down the field. Uh, I think. I can't those, say this is a prove it game for Josh Allen just because of that defense. Like, if that defense is that, like, it's not good. It's a bad defense. So, like, I, 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 I just.
1: I think it's more of a prove it game if he can maintain Wilson. Because I think we can all agree that Wilson is the second best quarterback in the league. I'd still yeah, promote him. If first. not the first. So, yeah, You could say first, I'd, I'd put him second behind Mahomes, but I if, probably would too. But yeah, if if he can keep up offensively with Wilson and they can go, you know, touchdown for touchdown, I think that's just a huge testament to the growth that Allen has done. Because again, these last couple of games he's been struggling, so if he could really lock in for this game and you know he could put up 30, 40 points, and this is just a shootout between these two teams, uh, I think that's just. I think it's just a lot of confidence for him and the bills, even if they lose the game, I think it's still a lot of confidence if they can compete with the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. The bills looked awesome. They went four and and since they've gone two and two, they don't have, I don't think they have like a signature win, I guess this year. Um, I definitely think if you went and beat the Seahawks, granted you are at home, but still regardless, if you can beat the Seahawks at home, teams are going to look at you much differently. I would look at the bills a little bit differently right now. I think they're kind of a, Faker team, I I don't think that they're serious contenders, at least not to the Chiefs level. Or maybe even the Ravens level or the Steelers level. But this is, you know, this is the game that the Bills can prove me me wrong. I'm not a big believer in Josh Allen. You know, he did have a great first month, but since then, his second month, he struggled. I don't think he's honestly all that great. Uh, He makes, his awareness is really just His awareness is not really there. Um, He has a tendency to make a lot of rookie mistakes. And now he's heading into his, what, fourth year, third year? Third year? Third year. Third year. So that's just the mistakes he's making. I just don't like to see that from a third-year quarterback. Um, Comparing him to people from his class, like Lamar Jackson certainly had a better career. Credit to Josh Allen, though. He has had a better career than... Mayfield and Darnold probably so far. Yeah, definitely. Although personally, I think I'd still take Darnold over Allen, like for the rest of their careers, especially if I could get them in like, like I think Darnold would be better than Allen if Darnold was in the Bills right now. Yeah.
1: I think, in I think a team and definitely an offense that was built more around Darnold, like if he was in a better situation, like Allen was with the Bills, like that great coaching staff, I think Darnold would probably be better. Like I like Darnold better than Allen coming out of the draft.
0: I think everybody did.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people did. That's obviously why Darnold went third. But I think that the situation that Darnold was put in was just – I mean, it was probably one of the worst situations that a quarterback could go into. It
0: probably is the worst in the league right now. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, this is Josh Allen's game to, you know, prove the haters wrong, prove the doubters wrong, prove the, the people that are still saying that Darnold is better wrong. Personally, I think I still like the Seahawks this game. Um, I'm expecting Russell Wilson to go in there and probably drop 30 on this Bills defense. Um, Their run defense has not looked good. Uh, Their passing defense hasn't looked great either. Um, So it's going to be interesting. I don't think Allen will be able to keep up with Russell Wilson. All
1: right. That's going to wrap up the talk on Seahawks Bills. Now we're moving on to Bears at Titans. And for this game, um, I think this is the rather the last game or I think it's the last game of Nick Foles if he plays bad. Now, even if they lose, but he plays well, I think he most likely still stays a quarterback. Um, But this is a pretty big game for the Bears uh, because it's really gonna determine their season. Like, at least that's what I think because they could rather go back to Trubisky or stay with Foles and like, neither of them are great options. So I feel like you, I feel like no matter who you put in this team, I don't know what you think, but I still think they make the playoffs, but I just think they like they make the playoffs just lagging behind all the other teams in the NFC, except for you know, whoever wins the NFC East, but nothing's going to happen out of this season for them anyways, so I think this is just a game where you rather stick with Foles or you go back to Trubisky, depending on what happens, and neither outcome is really that good for the Bears, so... I'm not really sure what else to say about it because it really just depends on the quarterback play for the Bears.
0: I do think this is an important game for the Bears. Um, like you said, you know, if Foles plays horribly, they could bring Trubisky in. Now, regardless of if I think they will or not, I think it's a, I think it's a bit too early to make that switch. Uh, I get that Trubisky did go 3-0, but he should have been 2-1. Uh, he definitely did not deserve to win that Detroit game in the first game of the year. Or the Atlanta game. Or the Atlanta game. That's true. I don't like Trubisky at all, personally. I think that Foles is a better quarterback. I don't think Trubisky's the long-term answer, so I have no desire to give him another shot or whatever. I personally think I would be either trading for an established veteran in the offseason for cheap or drafting somebody or really anything other than what these two quarterbacks – or really anything other than the two quarterbacks you have right now on your roster – because the roster itself is there. It's there. The defense is there. The offense around the quarterback is good enough to be better than what it should be right now. And you're 5-3. and three, And if you lose to the Titans, you're going to be 5-4. and four, And you would have wasted such a good start to now be arguably a bottom half of the league team. I don't think it's a guarantee that the bears make the playoffs. Obviously. I mean, it's obviously not a guarantee, but I think even a team like the 49ers, even though they're, they have so many injuries, like there's so many teams behind the bears right now that could just win a couple of games. The bears lose a couple of games. And just like that, it's the bears are on the outside looking in.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like we've been saying, um, Obviously, they didn't trade for a quarterback uh, at the trade deadline. So I think in the offseason, I think they should be getting, no matter how the season ends, I think they should definitely be getting Matt Ryan. Unless, you know, they end terribly the season, somehow they have a top, you know, 10 pick or something like that, and they can get a quarterback that they really like. But I think they should definitely be trying to get Matt Ryan this offseason. So I think you're right. They do have the roster to potentially reach, you know, an NFC championship game. Uh, and if everything's going right, maybe get to a Super Bowl. But I, I don't really think that. But I think Matt Ryan is definitely the best option for them at quarterback if they're trying to win now, which I think they should be. Because, again, like their roster, their defense, it's not the same as it was two years ago. But it's still a pretty good defense. And they have uh, pieces offensively that can work uh, with a better – if you have a better quarterback, it just lifts everyone up, their talent and the production. So I think Matt Ryan would just be a huge addition for them. And it could really – I think – if they add Matt Ryan next year, I think they're toe-to-toe with the Packers, honestly. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're gonna they have a better defense than the Packers. Their offense definitely won't be nearly as good. But Matt Ryan definitely is an, a big upgrade, a sizable upgrade over Foles, and Biski. Switching over to the Titans for this game, the Titans are five and two. They have lost their last two games, and they've gone from what looked like to be an easy division victory to now they are in jeopardy of going uh, into second place here in the uh, AFC South. And now this is an important game for the Titans. Um, it's important that you don't lose three games in a row. Uh, trust me, um, from being a Pats fan this year, the Pats have now lost like four in a row. And that's not a slope you want to go down because once it starts, it's hard to get it to stop. The defense did not look good against the Bengals last week. Um, I'm sorry, but 31 points to the Bengals is just like not acceptable. I don't care. Turnovers or not, you know, I, I it, 31 points is just too much.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on the defense. The defense has not been as good this year as it was last year, and that's something I think that was I think that's pretty surprising uh, to the people that you know are on the Titans because I think they were kind of expecting their defense to be one of the tops in the league, and then obviously run it down your throat with Henry. So I think – even I mean, just they, listen to
0: their last five games of points put up. 30, 16, 36, 27, 31. That's – you're not – I'm yeah. sorry, but as the Titans, you're not going to win games giving up 30 points against any good team.
1: Yeah, and and Clowney, I mean, they signed him in the offseason. He's done, I mean, nothing. nothing. I mean, that's – like, that's what he's been, though. I don't – like, I don't – I did not really understand all, like, the hype around Clowney's because he never really got sacks. Like, he'd get to the quarterback, but he'd never actually, like, finished the sack. And he wanted to get paid like he was one of the top sack leaders in the league. So I don't think he's really brought much of the defense. Now, you could say, you know, he can maybe get double teamed or maybe he's just creating diversions for other people to sneak in. But I don't really see that happening either. And their defense as a whole just has not been as good as it was last year, which really hurts them because they're more of a running team, which means you have to control possession. So if you're not controlling possession on the defensive side, you can't really do it on the offensive side either. So, Their pass rushes have been horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Clowney obviously has done nothing. And the Titans are one of the, one of the teams that I thought could have made a trade at the deadline for a pass rusher like Ryan Kerrigan, like a I don't know any pass rusher like Ryan Kerrigan, a veteran that is just on a horrible team. And Kerrigan could still get cut, uh, and the Titans could obviously just claim him then.
1: But you're right. I think they probably should have added something to that defense at the trade deadline. And I mean, obviously they didn't, which I think could you know, possibly hurt them down the stretch. I think they really need to add someone on that uh, defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, I think the last two weeks have shown why I maybe had some suspicions on the Titans. Um, you know, their defense, I think it will get better. I think over time it'll show that their defense is better than what it's showing right now. But I do not think it's, as good, it's going to be as good as last year's, uh, especially down that down the stretch and I'm sorry, but I still don't believe in the offense. Tannehill has looked pretty good this year. Pretty awesome. 67% completion rate, 17 touchdowns, three picks, 109 quarterback rating. Awesome, but still fairly game manager. Uh, he feels very Alex Smith, but with a bigger arm, maybe, which, you know, that's, that's pretty good. But is he is he the quarterback to, you know, win a super bowl for you, to beat the chiefs for you, to beat the steelers for you? Probably not. Derrick Henry's looked pretty good this year. You know, just as good as he did down the stretch last year, but I don't think Derrick Henry by himself is enough to carry this Titans offense. Well, personally, I, I think Tiono's actually played pretty well this year. Um, like I think they don't ask him to do
1: much, but when he does need to do something i think he excels at what he needs to do and i think he's a little bit more of a game manager i think henry's been amazing this year um and especially because i mean every defense's game plan is just to stop henry and he's still been one of the top backs in the league which is just quite thats really impressive considering like i know what that's like when we had zeke in 2016 and every single game plan was just to stop him. At that point, Dak wasn't really throwing the ball like he's been these last couple years. And Zeke was still getting 100, 150 yards a game. So I think it's really impressive what they've been doing offensively. I just, I really think it's just their defense has been letting them down because if their game plan offensively is to run the ball, if you're going to be losing in games and especially when you need to score points, it's hard to run the ball, you know, the entire drive if you need to get points and need quickly. So I think the defense has really just been hurting them this year.
0: I just don't know that that style of play, even if it gets out to work for them, is sustainable. And I don't think that you're able to win playoff games consistently like that. Like last year, yeah, they beat the Patriots. They were able to upset the Ravens. But when it came down to it, were they able to beat the Chiefs? No. And why is that? Again, that was last year. But is Ryan Tannehill, you know, is he an A or B quarterback? I don't know. He's probably like an average C. I don't know. Like he's not going to make plays – He's not going to make any outstanding plays, uh, especially with his arm. I still think that, you know, you're not going to win multiple playoff games and win a Super Bowl with the ground and pound scheme. And, you know, hopefully the defense just plays well enough where Ryan Tannehill can game manage you to wins. Personally, I don't think it's sustainable. I think Ryan Tannehill has to play better and become a top 10 quarterback in the league, which... He probably isn't right now for them to go far in the playoffs.
1: Uh, I mean, I could, see, I could see what you're saying. Like, obviously, again, like we are saying Lamar, like when it comes down to playoff time, you definitely have to be able to throw the ball and capitalize on the possessions that you do have. So I, I, don't, I definitely don't think that they could win a Super Bowl with Tannehill at, as your quarterback, but I definitely think they could reach a championship game. I think they'd lose yeah, if mean, the they the Steelers, but yeah, they did last year. And I think this year, I think again, this year, I think offensively, they are better than they were last year. I think all around they're better. But again, I think it's just their defense at the end. That's once it picks it up, I think they're going to let them down when it comes to playoffs.
0: Yeah. Moving on to probably the game of the week, and at least in my opinion, uh, the Saints at the Buccaneers. The Saints are 5-2, and two, coming off a very big win against the Bears, and the Bucks are 6-2, uh, coming off technically a short week here. Um, they just beat the Giants just barely, uh, just barely. And Antonio Brown is eligible to make his debut here against the Saints in Week 9. Uh, obviously, I'm hoping he does. I want to see how this offense plays with A.B. in the scheme now. Uh, is A.B. going to be getting a lot of targets. Is he even going to see the field that much in his first game? I'd imagine so, but the Bucs already have so many great receivers. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Gronk's a tight end, but I mean, I guess he's kind of a receiver in a way. He is a receiver. So I'm curious to see how AB fits in there. You know, will he be, will he get the most targets out of any Buccaneers receiver? Probably not but could he definitely he could definitely make this offense even more lethal than it already is already having to worry about Evans in the end in the red zone and just in the field in general. Chris Godwin is just really good and, and AB takes attention away from them and just I mean you already probably can't double anybody and now it's it's just going to be super hard because you're going to have to put your like fourth corner on AB. Like that's just AB's going to torch him and I'm just super excited to see how this offense plays, and I really don't want it to disappoint me. This is why, early in the year, I did have Tom Brady in like my top five MVP, and I don't think he's gonna win MVP. You know, if you have a top five MVP list, obviously only one of those at best can win MVP. So I don't think Brady will win MVP. I don't think he'll come close to Mahomes or or Wilson this year. Um. But. I do think this offense has the potential to be the best offense in the league. Just so many weapons. I don't know that he's as good as Wilson, especially because Wilson is way younger and in his prime.
1: Yeah, I think the addition of Antonio Brown is pretty significant for them. Uh, Right now, Chris Godwin's out with a broken finger. Uh, I think it's – I think they said it took a couple weeks. It kind of depends on, like, when – it's really just depending on him. It could be, like, one or two weeks or, like, three or four weeks. But – I think, like, when he comes back, you'll have Evans, Brown, Godwin, Scotty Miller, and Gronkowski with Ronald Jones in the backfield. I mean, that's – and Leonard Fournette. I mean, that's, like – that's one of the best offenses in the league, if not the best talent-wise, with, like, the playmakers and the names that you have on the field at the same time. Obviously, with Brady, a quarterback, too. So, I think until Godwin comes back, I'm not really sure how to judge him because when Godwin comes back, you know, you'll have Evans and Godwin on the outside and Scotty Miller on – in the slot so i'm not really sure how many snaps he's going to get when their team is fully healthy but even then brady loves antonio brown i mean that's the only reason that he's on the bucks is because of brady so i think he's gonna not complain about receptions i think like even evans if you look at evans numbers this year he really hasn't been getting that many like his numbers don't look that great he has eight touchdowns this year but he's had games where he's had one catch two catches you know he's had games where he's had like 12 yards 20 yards so He's not complaining, so Antonio Brown definitely shouldn't complain if he's not getting receptions or at least targets. And, yeah. I mean, this is, this is a, probably the game. I mean, it's early. It's only week nine. But I think this is probably the game for the division only because the Saints are getting healthier. They also made that trade for Quan Alexander. Again, like we were saying last week, we don't know how much of an impact that's going to make, but it's definitely somewhat of an impact. Uh, when he comes back, I'm not. Sh- I don't think he can play in this game um, because he has to go five straight days of COVID test. I th- he might be able to play, but I think he just will be able to
0: miss this game. I'm not sure about that though. But the Saints won the first week, the first matchup. So if the Bucks lose this one, they're gonna have to. I mean, you know, that's just that's really bad for the Bucks if they lose this one. They really can't afford to. They'd have to end like 13 and three to win the division. Yeah, they'd have to basically win out to win yeah. the division. Probably win out. Yeah, they'd have, yeah. It's a big game. And, you know, for the Bucks to prove that they're the best team in the NFC, they have to beat the Saints at least once. I don't want to see them lose to the Saints twice this year. I personally really feel strong that the Bucs are going to win this game. And I feel like a part of it is because the Saints won the first week. But I also feel like it's because the Bucs have just Gotten a lot better since week one. So have the Saints, but I don't think nearly as much as the Bucks have. The offensive chemistry has is there. It's getting there. The defense looks a lot better than week one. Faster. I will say I'm not a big Ronald Jones fan or Leonard Fournette. I, I think Fournette's just I don't know. I don't think he's that good. Not a big Ronald Jones fan. But honestly, does it even matter? No. The rushing game just needs to be there for you know to milk the clock. Really. The passing game on the Bucks' offense is just so lethal and such a threat that if it clicks, nobody's stopping it in the league.
1: Yeah, uh, I think their passing game's top five in the league, but even their rushing game, I, I agree with you. Like, from these he doesn't really do anything for me. I think Bronald Jones is definitely the better player, at least right now, and I've actually been pretty impressed with him this season considering how his uh, rookie year looked, but um, I think the Bucks. I think if, they, if they're if they able to win this game, I think that, I guess it depends on how you can rate them between Seattle, but honestly, if they could win this game, and I think that kind of puts them as the best team in the NFC. I'm not sure what you think, but I think if they were to meet Seattle, now, it kind of, I guess it kind of depends on where they play, because I think if they had to go to Seattle, that'd be a very tough game, but I think they're toe-to-toe if they win this game, uh, they're toe-to-toe with Seattle.
0: I'd agree. I think Seattle's defense is really, really subpar. And it's really tough for a team with that poor of a defense to make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Uh, I What's the last team with that bad of a defense that's made the Super Bowl? Have to go back a long time. I could go all the way back to the 2011 Patriots, probably. That defense was really bad. Really, really bad. But other than that, there's not many teams yeah. that have a below-average defense that make it to the Super Bowl. Even last year, the Chiefs defense was down the stretch they got a lot better. Tyron Matthew played really well. Chris Jones just I mean he that was I think that was around the time where he kind of rose to become like a name cuz he was probably the best player on that defense or at least the second best at the very least. So I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Seattle. Uh Jamal Adams, you know he's injured right now but he really has to play like a defensive player of the year uh down the stretch for this defense to even become average in my opinion so i ha- what i'm saying is i think i would have the bucks over this over the seahawks right now especially if they win this saints game if not yeah. then maybe it's a different maybe it's a different question but
1: yeah and i also agree with that and looking at the saints um i like i've been more uh, optimistic about the saints than i think you have uh, i know you're not a big fan of breeze i'm not that huge of a fan of breeze either but I just, I think I'm just waiting for them to get healthy. I think when they get fully healthy, they get Thomas back and Sanders. I think he's coming. I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to play for this game or not. Um, I think he, I think he comes back next week. But I think when they get fully healthy and they're clicking on offense, I think the defense is one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, and when they get their offense rolling, I think they're going to be tough. If they can win this game, I think, like we're saying, I think it's the Saints division. Um, but even if they lose this game, you know, they're still going to end up like 11-5, and five,
0: you know. Yeah, even if the Saints – this is not a must win for the Saints. The yeah, Saints this, don't yeah. have to feel pressured going. Yeah, this. I don't think the you Saints – You know, if they win, pressured. it's big for them. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't think I'm – I'm not a uh, – i am not as big a fan of the Saints defense as you are. You're not a big breeze guy, but I think you probably like him more than I do. But that's just because I'm – a lot lower on breeze than most people i'd say the offense i just it can be very methodical at times dink and dunk type of offense but just the lack of breezes arm to me like it scares me and i don't think that the offense is good enough and the defense is good enough to beat a team even like a seattle even though the even though the saints defense is much better than seattle's Russell Wilson is just so good and so much better than Breeze, and their offense is so much better, in my opinion, that I don't see the Saints being able to go on the road to Seattle and beat a Seattle team. Definitely not.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be pretty tough for the Saints, even if they're rolling offensively and, de- and defensively. I think it'd be tough for them to beat Seattle in Seattle. But I think for the Saints' offense, when they're fully healthy, I think I think Breeze just doesn't have to do as much. I think if he just gives the ball to Camara, Latavius Murray, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Jared Cook, I think he just gives the ball to them. It could be the five-yard slants. Like, obviously, that's, you know, it's a joke and stuff like that. But I think that is their offense. It's, you know, give them into the flat or short routes and let them just make plays. And I think that's their best offense is if you give the ball to Kamara at the line of scrimmage and just make let him make moves and, you know, hopefully get a touchdown, you know, every single time. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but that's their offense. It's just giving the ball to the playmakers and hope that they can make plays to win games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think the Saints are a good team. I don't know that they're better than the Bucs, but they're definitely contenders to make it to the NFC Championship game, at least. Moving on, earlier in the show, we talked about the Ravens and the Colts. Uh, We spent some time on Lamar Jackson as a quarterback and how good he is. Obviously, he won the MVP last year. Uh, He's the best running quarterback we've ever seen, probably better than Mike Vick. At this point, probably definitely better than Mike Vick. So we're gonna compare him to other quarterbacks in the NFL regardless of what type of quarterback they are, whether they're a pocket passer or another scrambler, we're going to compare him to everybody. And we'll see where he kind of ranks according to other starting quarterbacks in the league. So I'll just start it off. Uh, The first quarterback here is Kyler Murray. Personally, I'm taking Murray over Lamar Jackson, even right now. And definitely in the future. I, for me, I think it's right now it's very
1: close probably say murray he's not he's a very good runner he's not as good as lamar but he's definitely a better thrower and for the future i definitely take uh kyler murray
0: yeah i agree agreed matt ryan that's really tough Yeah, <laughs> they're so different and i feel like they're almost like i feel like if lamar jackson was a pocket passer he'd be matt ryan and i don't know why but i feel like they're just both kind of like b guys you know what i mean never been good enough to quite get there and Lamar very young, so it's difficult for me to say that. But short-term, I think I would take Matt Ryan. Long-term, obviously, I'm taking Lamar. But
1: I think I would take Lamar right now and for the future, obviously. But I think right now i take Lamar. I think if you put them both in the best situations possible for their style of play. I think Lamar is definitely the better option
0: there. Maybe. Maybe I do take Lamar. I don't know. It's close to me. It, it's it's close. Very, it
1: is very close. It is very close.
0: But I think that kind of goes to show where Lamar might be in the league around Matt Ryan. Uh, next up is Josh Allen. I'm taking Lamar. I'm taking Lamar. I know Josh Allen had a great first year or first month of the year, but he's not as good as Lamar right now, in my opinion. Awareness is just not there for him still. He plays like a rookie. Lamar has certainly developed since his rookie year. So I'm giving it to Lamar short and I'll give it to, I'll give it to Josh Allen long-term. I don't know that I'm in love with either of these quarterbacks long-term, but Allen, in my opinion, has the bigger ceiling.
1: Yeah, I agree. i take Lamar over Josh Allen too. Uh, I think he's just been more consistent. You know, obviously he won MVP last year, but I think he's just been more consistent than Allen has, you know, and they came in the same draft class and for the future, I think i take Lamar. Uh, I Mm, i don't know it's kind of a toss-up i don't know i think i'd probably lean towards lamar but it's it's by like you know like an inch it's not by that much
0: yeah teddy bridgewater i'm taking lamar yeah this one's short and long term yeah nick Foles. i'm not even gonna not even gonna waste any time Joe burrow that one's interesting
1: i think right now i think you'd take lamar i think you'd have to even I though Jared Burrow has played really, he's played really well this year. I've been really impressed with him, but for the future, I'm taking Burrow. Yeah. I, it's not even a question for me. I'm have to, I have to, I think you have to too. I think he's, I think he's next in line to be like the great quarterback. I think he just has yeah, all the might tools be. and if he Cincinnati, might. if Cincinnati can figure it out, then, you know, he's going to be there for 20,
0: you know, 20 years. He might not be the best at anything like physically, but he's got everything, like you said, for sure. And he's an underrated runner. He's a pretty good he runner. He is, yeah. Baker Mayfield? I mean, come on. That's Lamar. Are you thinking of <laughs> that? Yeah, I don't I, know. I think that's pretty No, Lamar. No, I, I'm taking Lamar. I'm taking Lamar. I Dak think Prescott. You that,
1: obviously, this one hits home for me. But, I mean, you know, obviously, if Dak was healthy. I'm I, taking I,
0: Dak. I, if, I, if, it's, if Dak's healthy, I'm taking Dak.
1: I'm taking – I think this is very close. I think Lamar is – it's it's very close. I'd probably take Lamar right now, but I think think for the future – I think, like, for the rest of their careers, I'd rather have Dak. I think Dak's more
0: of a complete player. I'm taking Dak. In this hypothetical situation, we're saying Dak is healthy or no? Yeah, he's healthy, yeah. Okay, I'm taking Dak. I'm taking Dak both short and long. Yeah. Okay. I, I, for right now, like obviously with them both
1: being healthy, I'd still take Lamar. But that, again, that's barely by a little bit. But for the future, I definitely take Dak. I think Dak's the more complete player out of the two.
0: Drew Locke, Lamar. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Stafford. Right now, I'm taking Stafford. I'm taking Lamar. I know you, I know you will. I, I don't know why I like Stafford. Uh, I, like I just Sapphire feel like too, he's, he's never had either. a chance in, the, yeah. in Detroit. I think if he went to a better organization, he could be a lot better than we think he is. Well, I mean, at this point, I mean, he's, you know, he's kind of done at this point. No, but, oh, I agree. He's kind of done at this point. But,
1: or, I mean, earlier in his career, I mean, obviously they didn't won a playoff game, but, you know, they had some pretty good teams, you
0: know, it's. Yeah, but he's. They made his, the playoffs. The rosters were never great.
1: They were never great rosters, but. They weren't bad rosters. They were making the playoffs. They were, they were consistent enough. Stafford
0: but, every single year was one of the best players on the team, if not the best. If he, it wasn't for Megatron. Yeah, but he's he's he was also he's a huge stats guy. Which again, he was a could, huge stats That guy. could
1: lead to their, their defense was definitely not that good over his tenure. The defense has never been good. Maybe maybe like one or two years. I'm just not thinking of. But the defense has never been to the point where the offense was when it was Megatron. You know, they were at their prime. It was never that yeah. good. So. I, yeah. I can see what you're saying there, but definitely Lamar. I would take Lamar.
0: Maybe, maybe you're right. Rogers, I'm taking Rogers now. And long term, like I mean long, long term, I guess I'm taking Lamar because Rodgers will retire, but for the next few years. Yeah.
1: For the next like three years.
0: Three years, Rogers. Yeah.
1: I I take Rogers now. For the next three years, Rogers definitely is, he's you know, he's the you know, a third or fourth best quarterback in the league. So yeah, I'd take Rogers.
0: Deshaun Watson, I'm taking Watson both short and long.
1: It's not even, I don't even have to think about it really. I don't, yeah, I don't have to think about it either. I would say if, if Watson's in the, in the right situation, which I think they're building towards and they need to figure it out pretty fast, definitely Watson, he's the more, even though he has turnover problems, I think it's more because he just tries to do way too much. But I think, yeah, he
0: just doesn't have the roster. Yeah.
1: And you know,
0: treating Rivers, Lamar. Uh, I agree. Minshew Lamar Lamar Derek Carr. I'd say Lamar. I would agree. Patrick Mahomes obvious. Justin Herbert.
1: I would say right now Lamar, despite how good Herbert's in playing, you know, there's no game film on him. It's just, it's hard to start to really rate what a rookie quarterback can be without game film. Um, but for the future I think I think Herbert I think it's going to be the future of the league is Herbert and Burrow. I think they're I don't just, know about
0: the the two. I mean
1: like well I, I didn't I meant for this class is what I meant. For this class Obviously, sure. Obviously Mahomes, yeah, but I'm like for this class like it's going to be Herbert and Burrow. They're going to be battling, you know. Yeah, like that the thing about the, the quarterbacks in the AFC. There's so many great quarterbacks in the AFC, like young quarterbacks. Yeah. And yeah, I think for the future, I would take Herbert, but right now, definitely taking Lamar. I
0: agree, Herbert in the future. I might even take Herbert short-term, like right now.
1: I don't know if you can do that.
0: I don't know that I can, so I won't, but <laughs> I'd consider it. Jared Goff? You go, you go. I want to take Goff, but I'm, I'm going to go Lamar. I'll go Lamar on that.
1: I've never been a huge fan of Jared Goff. I think, obviously, the one year they had when they went to the Super Bowl, they were amazing, but I've never really been a big fan of him. So I'd probably go Lamar short-term and long-term. I think it's, I mean, you have to go Lamar. It's just way too early to tell.
0: Yeah, no, I'm taking to a long-term though.
1: I don't know about that. I think
0: I'm only taking to a long-term because I don't know that I'd be super satisfied with Lamar Jackson as my long-term option, my franchise quarterback.
1: I wouldn't be satisfied with it either, but I think even though, I mean, We always talk about Lamar getting injured, but he's never gotten injured.
0: And Tua has
1: Tua has serious health problems. But I think with Tua
0: I think with Tua, if he has it, he has it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I know within two years.
1: With Lamar, it's
0: like you know, you're in that you know, I just talked nice about Matthew Stafford, but you're in that kind of Matthew Stafford, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill territory where it's like you don't you know, he's playing well enough to win you games but is he that guy to win you a Super Bowl? I don't know. I think, I think when to, uh, sorry,
1: I was gonna say, I think when the defense, the Ravens defense dips, then we'll really see what Lamar, like what he is as a quarterback. Cause I just, unless he really improves, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be that guy when the defense dips in production.
0: Yeah. Cousins Kirk cousins. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not even gonna, okay. Yeah, Cam Newton so. Lamar. I'm taking Lamar of Cam Newton. Yeah. Drew Brees. I'm taking Breeze like short term, like for the for this, for, for this year, just yeah, this for, year.
1: Yeah, this year I would probably take Breeze, but obviously long term you're taking Lamar.
0: So. Yeah, and it, I think I think that's close though. I, I'm not a big Drew Breeze guy, as the show probably knows. Yeah, I think it's close
1: too, but I think you have to take Breeze.
0: Yeah, Daniel Jones, Lamar.
1: Yeah, it's way too many turnovers.
0: Yeah. Sam Darnold.
1: Now this, if he's in the right situation. And he's figured it out a little bit. I'd go Sam Darnold. In the but right
0: situation, he has to be in the right situation. So I agree. I agree. And I 100% agree. He's if he's not the quarterback of the Jets next year,
1: he's prob. I mean, he could be a starter somewhere, but he could easily be a backup somewhere also.
0: He gets a starting job somewhere, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, again, depends on the team, you know. But I. Yeah maybe be a starter also if you know he wasn't the Jets quarterback next year but if he's in the right situation I think he has I think he has all the tools to be a top quarterback.
0: I agree. He's made some awesome throws.
1: Yeah, he has he shows moments and then but their, their team is just so bad. I so know. bad. Horrible. You can't, it's just hard to judge him. Carson Wentz. I'd go Lamar. I I mean, I've never been a Wentz guy, and he really has not proved it this year. And, like, people always say, like, his, you know, his offensive line isn't that good this year. But, I mean, like, look at Joe Burrow. His offensive line is terrible. And he's put up numbers, and they, they've won games. They tied the Eagles in Philadelphia when the Bengals weren't even as good as they are now. So, no, I'd go
0: I'm a Wentz guy, kind of. He hasn't proved it this year, but I think as the team – gets into more rhythm, they're going to probably run away with this division. They're not going to go anything above 9-7 and at best, probably. Definitely not. But I think Wentz, down the stretch here, as the team starts to get a little bit healthier, build more chemistry, I think Wentz will prove to be a better short and long term option than Lamar Jackson. Ben Roethlisberger. I mean,
1: for this year, it's Big Ben, but future, it's Lamar.
0: Agreed. Jimmy G. I'm
1: taking Lamar in both
0: both situations. If Grappler's healthy, I'm taking Grappler short-term, Lamar long-term. Actually, I don't know. It's so close. I'm, I'm a Jimmy G guy. I'm taking if if healthy, and this is, this is why I, in a real situation, I would probably take Lamar because Jimmy G is shown to be really injury-prone. But short and long-term, Jimmy G has proven more. He's gotten us to the Super Bowl.
1: He, well, I mean, he's gotten to his team to the Super Bowl, but I mean, also it's really just the defense and the run game. Yeah, but you could you sure, could have
0: said this if Lamar had done that, you probably could have said the same about Lamar. Yeah, but he's also Lamar a part didn't... of
1: the he's also a part of the run
0: game though. Yeah, Grapple was I mean, also a part of the pass game, but yeah. Yeah, but
1: like the pass game wasn't the reason that they got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Sure, sure, as sure. you saw in the Super Bowl, obviously, but yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like you know we're making up situations. So if Garoppolo was healthy, I've never been a Jimmy G fan, but I'd still go Lamar, even if Jimmy G was healthy.
0: Russell Wilson. I'm Russell not even going to waste time. Yeah. Tom Brady, short term, I'm taking Brady long term Lamar. Agreed. Ryan Tannehill, I'm taking Lamar short and long.
1: Um, long term, I'm definitely taking Lamar. Short term?
0: No.
1: I'm I'm not sure. I'm really not no. sure. I don't know. I don't know what it is about the Titans and Tannehill, but like, there's just something, there's just something about, there's something about it. I don't know. It just, it just sticks in my mind. I don't know. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm really not sure. I'd, I'd have I
0: definitely don't agree. On, I would not take Tannehill over Lamar short term. I'm not a Lamar guy. Okay. I mean, last quarterback, quarterback. Last quarterback here. Yeah, okay. It's uh, Kyle Allen. <laughs> I think I'm taking Kyle Allen over Lamar. Are you joking? Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, obviously you're taking Lamar there. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to. So, looking at the list, I have with this exercise, short term at least, placed Lamar Jackson at my fourteenth best quarterback. I'm actually going to bump him up one to thirteen because I take back what I said about Stafford. I think that thinking back on that, I, I'll go, I'll go Lamar over Stafford short term. Um, so, thirteenth best. Yeah, for me, uh, he, I have him as my
1: tenth best quarterback again, off the short term against the other quarterbacks. I have him as number ten for right now which I think, I think 10 and 13, I think that's fair spots, honestly. I don't really see a problem
0: with that. I think 13 might be a bit low, like according to what other people would think. But, I mean, I'm low on Lamar, so that checks yeah. out. I think we're both not
1: that high on him, at least as like the media or other people are. So I think for us, I think 10 and 13, I, maybe you could say, you know, 11 or 12, at least for years. But, you know, I think that's probably right, at least for our opinions on it.
0: Moving on to the predictions for this week. Last part of the episode here. First game, already talked about it briefly. Saints Bucks. Tampa is minus five. I'm going to take the Bucks here. Pretty homer pick, honestly. Uh, but I do think the Bucks are the superior team. The offense is vastly superior, in my opinion, with the superior quarterback, superior surrounding cast, and the defenses. You could argue are about the same.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with I'll the. I'll take defense. the Bucks minus five. Yeah, I'm going to take this – actually, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I think the Saints cover. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a close game. I think, like, the first time they played, that was just a wash. It was first week, Brady and not Like, you can't really look into that that much. But I think even with the Bucs been rolling these last couple weeks, I think it's still a close game. So I'm going to take Saints plus five.
0: Seahawks, Bills, Seahawks minus three. I'm going to take the Seahawks minus three. Russell Wilson has played, like, the MVP so far this year. While the defense may not be great, the Bills defense has not lived up to that hype this year at all. The Bills cannot stop a nosebleed. Uh, Allen has not looked good the past month, not nearly like his first month. And because of that, I'm going to take the Seahawks minus three, not to mention that home field advantage isn't necessarily the same without all the fans there, so Seahawks minus three. I'm
1: also going to take Seahawks minus not trying to copy a pick, but I think they – I think they just beat the bills um like we were talking about earlier i think the only way the bills are really in this game is if Allen can match wilson's performance and i'm not exactly sure if he can so i'm gonna take seahawks minus three our next game is dolphins and cardinals uh cardinals are minus four and a half uh for this game i'm gonna go cardinals i'm gonna go with the cardinals at the four and a half uh i mean the dolphins the only reason they really scored Points last week against the Rams is because their defense and special teams. They got two touchdowns from one from defense, one from special teams. Their offense did nothing, so I'm not. I don't really see their offense doing much in this game either. Uh, so I'm going to take Cardinals.
0: I'm going to take the Dolphins plus four and a half. I don't know that they win, but I'm not sure who wins this game honestly. I can see it going both ways. Uh, I'll take the four and a half points, and I'll take the Dolphins here. Uh, Tua, I hope he. Tua will have a great second start. Uh I don't know that he plays flawless, but I think he plays well enough to keep them in this game and give them a shot at winning. Pats, Jets, New England's minus seven and a half. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Patriots here. Just because the Jets are so bad, uh, I don't think it's gonna be a complete blowout in this game. The Pats offense isn't good enough for it to be that way. The only way that happens is if Donald throws a pick six, and then that's done after that, really. I think. The Patriots keep a 10-point lead throughout the game, and they end up winning by 10 to 14 points.
1: I'm going to take the Jets in this one. I'm going to take them on the 7.5. Uh, I think like there's been flashes of the Jets actually looking like decent. Obviously, they haven't looked good at all. That's what I'm saying. But I think in this game, uh, with the Jets also being home team, um, I think that they could – keep that score within seven and a half and again i think I'd, I'd probably pick the patriots to win the game but i think the Jets can keep it close or they can have the back to recover
0: cowboys steelers steelers are favored by 14 i'm taking the cowboys here um not nothing to do with the cowboys the steelers always play down to their competition every single year it happens for multiple games the steelers are seven and oh the steelers are going to win this game i'm picking the steelers to win this game but the steelers have a tendency to play down on teams that are just just not good. Every single year, every single year. I'll take the Cowboys to lose by seven to 10 points. This
1: one hurts, but I'm going to take the Steelers for at uh, 14 minus 14. I just, from what I've seen now, Danucci is not going to start this game. It's going to be either Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert, I think, but even still, I mean, there's there's going to be no offense in this game, uh, unless their defense creates four turnovers like they did last week, and even then we still didn't score. I don't, I don't even really think the Steelers are going to score that many points, but I really don't see how they don't win by more than fourteen points.
0: All right, those are the predictions. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. I
1: do want to mention, like, we're going to do baseball next week. Okay, okay. Just so people know. All
0: right. By the way, uh, so far, our records through Week 8, at least the games we've predicted so far, I'm 6-4, and and Brandon is 4-6. and So, uh, I mean, I think we know who the smarter football analyst is by a solid margin. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Whole 9 Yards. Uh, Keep in mind that next week we are going to be talking about baseball. Uh, Not the whole episode, probably, but we're going to be talking about uh, AL. Sorry. We're going to be talking about the – We're going to be talking about the awards. We may get into talk about certain teams here and there. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, Brandon, any thoughts or words before we end it? Uh, Yeah,
1: so we're going to be talking baseball next week, like Drew said, with the awards and free agency is going to be starting with baseball and the NBA draft is coming up in, I think, two weeks it is or a week and a half. So we'll be getting into a lot of uh, different sports coming up, not just NFL. All
0: right, see you Wednesday.